Now on view at SCAD Fash, Manish Aurora's Life is Beautiful. Renowned for dazzling designs and a rainbow of colors, Manish Aurora has brought the talent and craftsmanship of India's rich sartorial history to the global forefront, earning international acclaim on runways across three continents. Designing in India since the 1990s, Aurora's glittering garments celebrate extravagant expressions of self through varied materials, techniques, and silhouettes in a triumphant union of Western and Eastern aesthetics adapted to today's multicultural society with a touch of humor. Find out more at scadfash.org. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. Protecting this critical coastal ecosystem takes all of us. Watch the stories of the innovators and future leaders who help keep our coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. From WABE in Atlanta, I'm Lois Reitzes, and this is City Lights. Today we're considering how art can help bring about healing. Paintings by Atlanta-based artist Fahamu Peku are in major museums and private collections on several continents. His entire body of visual, literary, and performance art addresses contemporary representation of black masculinity and its interpretation. He joined me in June, soon after the death of George Floyd. Dr. Pakou spoke about the role of the artist during tragedy and the power of art to unify. We'll hear that conversation later this hour. In a moment, a musical salute to Dave Brubeck on his centennial. First, we're taking a quick break from City Lights to let you know we're in the final hours of our year-end member drive. We're public radio, and that means we rely on you. Your support is critical because 84% of our funding comes from this community. So please do your part and make a donation at wabe.org slash donate or call us at 678-553-9090. We're joined this hour by John Haas, our Director of Radio and Television. Welcome, John. Thank you, Lois. Hope you're doing well today. And it's important that we hear right now from you because we're about to wrap up this member drive. And when you donate, it's your way of saying how much you value the information you get every day on City Lights. So you might ask, why do we have member drives? The answer is quite simple. It makes our fundraising efforts more efficient, and it allows us to get back to regular programming faster. Plus, it's a great way to hear feedback from listeners like you. That's why we need you to make a donation right now. Please give at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And when you make your donation, be sure to tell us what you like about the station. I'm John Gillen, and I live in Talking Rock, Georgia. You kind of hear on the cable news, Sometimes uh, people shouting in a room by themselves, 
And I don't get that uh, with uh, WABE. They provide me a wealth of uh, factual, up-to-date information, whether it's on the elections, the economy, uh, whether it's on coronavirus. I I can count on them for providing me with factual, up-to-date information every day. Thanks, John. And wow, did you hear what he just said? Factual, up-to-date information every day. Can you place a value on that? Please take a few minutes and invest in your community by investing in WABE. Are you able to become a sustaining member? Well, that's of great value to us. Just go online to wabe.org slash donate or give us a call at 678-553-9090. That's 678-553-9090. We know you've been listening for some time now. You've heard our fundraisers and thought, yeah, I really should give something back to WABE. Well, now is the time to do it, right now. WABE is essential to your life. We provide in-depth, intelligent coverage that helps you better understand the world. And we can't do this without your financial support. Consider becoming a sustaining member now at $15 a month. It only takes a couple of minutes to contribute at wabe.org or call 678-553-9090. When you give to WABE as a sustainer at $10 a month, we'd like to thank you with our Forever I Love Atlanta mug. This ceramic mug, designed by Atlanta artist India Nabarro, features hand-drawn designs of some of ATL's best-known landmarks. Please make your gift of $10 a month at wabe.org donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. The best part of donating right now, you'll feel good about yourself knowing you support WABE's excellent programming, that you help fund shows like City Lights. We want to thank everyone who's already become a WABE member throughout this drive, and those of you who are sustainers, now we need you to join them. And I do mean now because we're in the final hours of this member drive. Please donate at wabe.org. It only takes a few minutes. Thanks very much. December 6th marked the 100th birth anniversary of Dave Brubeck, named a living legend by the Library of Congress and one of the most influential performers and composers in both classical and jazz circles. His career spanned six decades. And Brubeck is remembered not only for his brilliant piano playing and composing, but also his cultural ambassadorship and ongoing work combating racism. WABE music contributor Dr. Scott Stewart is here with a centennial birthday salute. Welcome back, Scott. 
Thanks, Lois. It's so nice to be here. And boy, December is an exciting month, isn't it? We are looking forward to celebrating Beethoven's 250th birth anniversary this month. And we also say happy birthday to Dave Brubeck, one of the most impactful post-swing era musicians. And I would count him in all categories of jazz and classical and even popular. He was such a diverse and interesting player and uh, reached out to so many different audiences. On this music history timeline that we look at so often after World War II, Brubeck was an original voice in the development of what we call cool jazz or West Coast jazz. And he's also remembered for a really bold and significantly personal repertoire that expanded its audience into college students and really got them into jazz around the nation. Yeah. As our country ramps up conversations and efforts to combat systemic racism, it's important to note that Dave Brubeck was an unusually socially engaged artist. He was proud to be a supporter of racial integration and equality for black Americans during the very turbulent and often violent civil rights Mm -hmm. era. Yeah, it's really remarkable that Dave Brubeck had such far-reaching influence, both within the arts world and in culture in general. He talked the talk, really, and walked the walk in making very clear his views on racism and bigotry and hatred and marginalization of the Black community at a time when it was not very popular to do that. He was not only ahead of his own time, I think he may have been ahead of our time in a lot of ways. Brubeck's classical works read like a conservatory resume. Pieces for solo piano and violin, chamber music, oratorios and cantatas, ballet suites, orchestral works, and even a small opera. And his jazz compositions changed the course of music history. So let's talk about Dave Brubeck, the innovator. If we time travel back to the jazz scene just after World War II, Scott, what would we hear? Well, as a quick historical snapshot, music from the mid-1930s through the end of World War II was dominated by swing music. These were big bands led by superstars like Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, and Count Basie. And this was actually the popular music of the day. This was about a 10-year run or so for both creative and commercial reasons. And this included the fabulous royalties battles between ASCAP and BMI, which might be another story for another day. But that evolved into this split uh, into new jazz genres and an emerging popular music scene that would become rock and roll. Jazz shifted at this time from these big bands of the swing era to smaller combos. And this is where we begin to hear about musicians like Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Coleman Hawkins, and Thelonious Monk, to name a few of the greats. Yeah, and these are some of the headliners of the century, right? Their style would become known as 
bebop. And in the meantime, the pop world was moving quickly in the direction of rock and roll that would consume the 1950s and 60s music market. Choo Choo Chaboogie by Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five, which is an R&B dance band, was released on the DECA label in 1946, so just after the war. It was on the top of the R&B charts for 18 weeks, which included both black and white audiences. It's an interesting link between country and blues because it was composed by white musicians with country music backgrounds, but recorded by a black band. And you can hear the seeds of rhythm and blues and early rock and roll throughout this piece. This was the music world in which Dave Brubeck was raised. He grew up on a cattle ranch in Iron, California, studied veterinary sciences at the College of the Pacific, but later switched his major to music. And he enrolled in the Army in 1942, shipped out to Europe after D-Day in 1944, and he organized the first racially integrated jazz band. It was known as the Wolf Pack. Dave Rubeck was discharged in 1946. I love knowing that he grew up on a cattle ranch. It gives me a little <laughs> hope growing up in a farm town. Uh, but another fun fact about Dave Brubeck is that upon his return to America, he enrolled at Mills College in Oakland, California, where he studied music composition with none other than French composer Darius Mio. And Mio was a member of Les Six, the Six, and a super influential proponent of polytonality or playing in more than one key at the same time. And this is a technique that Brubeck would later wiggle into his jazz compositions. Dave Brubeck founded his own octet in 1947 and started a long series of recordings with a bunch of different groups bearing his name. Here is Love Walked In featuring the Dave Brubeck octet. Love Walked In. 
the classic Ira Gershwin tune recorded by the Dave Brubeck Octet and released on Fantasy Records in 1950. You can hear what jazzers call the head or the main tune, and then we hear that first improvisation section. These were the recordings that introduced us to saxophonist Paul Desmond and what a smooth sound he had and other San Francisco-based musicians uh, became really famous internationally because of these recordings. The Dave Brubeck Trio was formed in 1949, and Dave embarked on a busy career playing in clubs, touring college campuses, and recording high-selling jazz records. Yeah, and here's the trio playing a bit of Back Home Again in Indiana. Sorry, Lois, I couldn't help but slip that in here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so glad you did. Wearing my IU Hoosiers ni- 1976 <laughs> sweatshirt here. Dr. Scott Stewart, WABE music contributor and host of Strike Up the Band. We'll be back with more about Dave Brubeck's legacy after a short break. You're listening to member-supported 90.1 WABE Atlanta. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to City Lights on 90.1 WABE. Hi, I'm Lois Reitzes. We are approaching the finish line of our year-end member drive. So we need your support right now at wabe.org slash donate. This is the time of year when we do something special. We take a leap of faith and ask you to support the programs you love. In fact, 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community. Now, it's time for you to join the tens of thousands of WABE listeners who are members. Make your donation now, please, at wabe.org or Call 678-553-9090. 678-553-9090. We're joined this hour by John Haas, our director of radio and television. Hey, Lois. Right now this hour, we're asking you to give because you appreciate and value WABE. One way to show how much you value the station is to become a sustaining member. When you set up a monthly gift, say $15 a month, it allows us to have a better sense of what money we can rely on month in and month out. And you'll be satisfied knowing that you're constantly supporting WABE. 
Become a sustaining member today by visiting wabe.org slash donate or pick up the phone and call 678-553-9090. Thanks. Hey, I'm Elsa Chang from NPR. When you don't have the answers, when things feel chaotic or difficult, sometimes the best thing you can do is listen. On public radio, you can listen to experts. An aerosol is something that will remain in the air for long periods of time. Listen to journalists on the ground. I meet Jane and Jockey Paris in front of a maternity clinic in one of Nairobi's big slums. And listen to voices you might not otherwise hear. But the truth is, things like this happen when people feel powerless. And something has to change. When you donate to this station, you ensure that you and your community can keep listening. Here's how to give. You can give at wabe.org or call us at 678-553-9090. At StoryCorps, they say listening is an act of love. We think that's true here on City Lights, too. It's so important to have a variety of voices keeping you informed. Please help WABE bring you those voices by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly gift. Many people join at the amount of $15 a month. You know what's right for your budget. Please give now at wabe.org slash donate. Thanks. Whether you're a first-time WABE member or you've given in the past, Consider becoming a WABE sustaining member. That way you'll never need to worry when your membership expires. When we get your money in every single month, it allows us to plan ahead, make better decisions. And you'll feel good about yourself because you'll constantly help put new microphones in the hands of our reporters. You'll help pay for our team of producers. You'll fund things like our award-winning Civil Rights Cold Cases podcast, Buried Truce and our weekly political breakfast podcast with Dennis O'Hare. To do all that, to become a sustaining member, think about how much WABE is worth to you. We suggest a monthly donation of $15, and it only takes a few minutes to make your donation. So please call 678-553-9090 or go to wabe.org slash donate. Thanks. When you support WABE with a monthly gift of $10 a month, we'll say thank you with a one-year subscription to the New York Times Cooking. It's a digital cookbook for new subscribers and is available on all platforms. From hamburgers to cassoulet, the Times food journalists and home cooks provide easy-to-follow cooking guides, recipes, videos, and tips. The New York Times Cooking includes nearly 19,000 recipes. It's yours when you sign up as a sustaining member at $10 a month. You can give at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. We need your support, and we know you value WABE, so please take the time to donate right now. We're just about to wrap up this year-end member drive, so it's crucial that we hear from you now. It's an exciting feeling to know you've made a difference. Please go to wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. 678-553-9090. Thanks very much. 
the 100th birth anniversary of the legendary musician Dave Brubeck was this past weekend. City Lights music contributor Dr. Scott Stewart joined me via Zoom to discuss Brubeck's musical legacy and his decades of work combating racism. Let's return to more of that conversation. Scott, Dave Brubeck suffered a serious injury to his spinal cord in a surfing diving accident in Hawaii in 1951. He experienced permanent nerve damage in his hands and that caused him to shift his playing style toward less facile and more black-style chords. It was during this period in 1951 that he formed the De Brubeck Quartet. The classic quartet would be solidified in 1958 with Paul Desmond on saxophone, Eugene Wright on bass, and Joe Morello on drums. And I think that's another lesson we can learn from Dave is if you have setbacks, find a way to work through it. And he sure did. So 1958, at the height of the Cold War, was the year that the Dave Rubeck Quartet became a part of the U.S. State Department's Jazz Ambassadors Program, which essentially had weaponized culture and were taking it to various countries like Poland and Turkey, Iran and Iraq, Afghanistan, where jazz and other forms of American music were essentially banned. And the Jazz Ambassadors Program was a form of cultural diplomacy, a soft diplomacy, the State Department called it. But these jazz musicians won the hearts of people we weren't supposed to even think about, like the people in the USSR at the time. And what was really cool from Dave Rubeck's point of view is he was able to, while he was visiting, soak up tons of folk music from his visits to these different cultures. And he was particularly enamored with some of the unfamiliar meters or the time signatures, the ways that musicians group rhythmic patterns that he encountered. Compositions following this tour were released on Dave Brubeck's most popular album, Time Out from 1959. It was the first jazz album to sell over a million copies and climbed to number two on Billboard's Top 40 Pop Music chart in 1961. This was a super popular album and helped put Dave Brubeck on the map as a true innovator in rhythm and meter. Jazz had up to this time been mostly composed in 4-4. Four, four. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Four beats to a measure. Brubeck listened to street musicians in Turkey and was fascinated by one of their rhythmic structures, which sounded a little bit like 4-4, four, four, but it had a little sidecar at the end. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. And this fit into the Western idea of nine-eight, having nine beats in a measure, except that most of us would usually group it in sets of threes, like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. So in time out, we have one of Dave Brubeck's most iconic and beloved pieces that fits into the one, two, one, two, one, two, three structure, which is Blue Rondo a la Turk. Mm-hmm. 
And so we get used to that really fun, different meter. And it's even more stark when Brubeck switches back to 4-4 for the solo sections. saxophonist Paul Desmond soloing with the Dave Brubeck Quartet in Blue Rondo a la Turk. Scott, the album Time Out also featured the title for which Dave Brubeck is best known, Take Five. Yeah, and this is a great pun on, hey, have a break, but also a clue as to the meter or the time signature of the piece, which is a really fast 5-4. So when you're playing in five, you have to figure out how to divide your measure because it's not even. It's what we call asymmetrical. So it's either in groups of two plus three or three plus two. In the case of take five, which was composed by the saxophonist Paul Desmond, drummer Joe Morello sets this groove and then Dave Brubeck joins in with this ostinato or repeating rhythmic figure on piano. And the division is one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Dave Brubeck spoke about Take 5 with Ralph Gleason on his program Jazz Casual in the early 60s. Well, we recorded that about two years ago, and it's a tune written by Paul Desmond. And that was where we were going to take different time signatures than mm. the usual jazz. Mm. Now, <laughs> the idea was that jazz used to challenge the public and make them think in terms more advanced rhythmically than they were used to thinking in. Mm -hmm. In the 20s, uh, it was hard to get a, a, a group of people to, to clap on yeah. two and four. One, two, three, four. This was difficult. Well, we haven't gone much further. The public is ready for something new because everybody that listens to jazz can clap on two and four. At this period, uh, 30 years is long enough to be stuck there. So... <laughs> It's time that uh, the jazz musicians uh, take up their original role of leading the public into uh, more adventurous rhythms. And you think this is what is now going to take place? Well, the Take Five is proof of it. Mm -hmm. After all, the, the, uh, the kids are tired of rock and roll, too. Mm -hmm. And yet they can dance in 5-4 time. And the result is the swaggering and rhythmically complex, yet totally accessible and listenable Take Five. Thank you. 
We've been listening to Take Five and that recording from Time Out by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Scott, we know that in addition to Blue Rondo a la Turk and Take Five, Dave Brubeck experimented with various time signatures and meters on this album and the one to follow, Time Further Out. Yeah, this has another great collection of really fun music from 1961, including the quirky and fun Unsquare dance. According to Dave Brubeck, he wanted to challenge all those foot tappers and finger snappers and hand clappers. It's a bluesy piece with a country western feel written in the meter of seven, four. One, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Unsquare Dance of Dave Brubeck, which never really squares up. Here's a version by Chris Brubeck, his son, live with the London Symphony Orchestra, and the audience is definitely into the groove. Unsquare Dance by Dave Brubeck from Time Further Out. This album includes some other great Brubeck tunes like It's a Raggy Waltz, Bruise, Boogie Woogie, and Far More Blue, which, Lois, you have used for a long time as the City Lights with Lois Wright's theme song. Oh, I love Far More Blue. When City Lights became a podcast, there were issues with the rights, so That's how we moved to a wonderful theme by local musician, Joe Granston. Scott, as a white musician, Dave Brubeck was a lifelong proponent of social justice. He regularly fought racism and was a proponent of racial integration in the U.S. and abroad when that was not popular throughout the country. In many ways, jazz became a metaphor for America's highest ideals of freedom and equality. 
Dave Brubeck fought for racial integration and equality throughout his entire career, and most notably by hiring black bassist Eugene Wright in the quartet. They were regularly turned away from hotels while they were on tour in spite of their famous name. And it was in 1960 that Brubeck made national headlines, canceling 23 of 25 performances on a tour of Southern colleges. The schools refused to allow Wright to perform and demanded a white bassist substitute. This actually included Georgia Tech. This cost Dave Brubeck and his band $40,000 when the average U.S. income was about $5,000 annually. Hmm. Much earlier in his career during World War II, Dave Brubeck had led the Wolf Pack, the first racially integrated jazz band to perform in the then segregated U.S. Armed Forces. It's clear he was not only a game-changing jazz artist, but also a socially conscious, socially engaged musician. And up to the end of his life, Dave Brubeck kept a concert schedule that would exhaust most of us being only half his age. I had the pleasure of performing with Dave when I was at Emory. Oh. Uh, and uh, he was as perky as all of my college kids. And it was uh, one of my great memories. But he continued to the very end to do international tours and to compose and to stage really grandiose large works, record new albums. And he even established the Brubeck Institute, which is devoted to jazz education. So a life that was well lived and what an immense legacy of amazing music left behind. Happy 100th birthday to the late and great Dave Brubeck. Scott, thank you so much for taking us through the legacy of Dave Brubeck on his centennial. Dr. Scott Stewart is WABE music contributor and host of Strike Up the Band. He's on the music faculty at the Westminster Schools and conductor of the Atlanta Youth Wind Symphony. are listening to 90.1 WABE. I'm Lois Reitzes, and we are in the final hours of our year-end member drive. But there's still time for you to support the programs you love, programs like City Lights. You rely on us to bring you unbiased news and information and the very best in arts and cultural coverage. We rely on you 
to support the programming. In fact, 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community. So now it's time for you to join the tens of thousands of WABE listeners who are members. Make your donation now at wabe.org or call 678-553-9090. I'm joined this hour by John Haas, our Director of Radio and Television. Hey, Lewis. Now, there's a reason listeners like you can rely on WABE for trusted information, for facts and truth. That's because the community we report to and are supported by are one and the same. We're powered by you, which means WABE doesn't have to answer to the interest of advertisers or the profit of shareholders. So stand strong with WABE. Please make your first ever donation at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. My name's Hildegard Gray, and we live in the Edgewood area of Atlanta. I think we've realized that the kids were following in our footsteps in terms of um, WAB and NPR when we first heard them quoting something, and we're going like, oh, you know what? I heard that interview too. You know, to hear them quoting the same news sources that we would quote was really affirming. Thanks so much, Hildegard. At WABE, we strive to reach lifelong learners. If her family quotes public radio to each other, then we are on the right track. But we need your help, too. Please consider joining as a sustaining member today. Your monthly donation truly makes a difference. Just go to wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. You're a partner with WABE. Every day we do the best job we can to bring you programs like City Lights. You count on WABE to stay informed and inspired. WABE counts on you for your support. As Lois mentioned, 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community. So please join the public radio partnership and make a donation today. Call 678-553-9090 or contribute online at wabe.org slash donate. And to the sustaining members who've already given, thank you. When you become a sustainer at $30 a month or more, we'd like to send you three great gifts. WABE's Forever I Love Atlanta mug, socks, and mask. They include the illustrations of Atlanta artist India Nabarro and feature drawings of some of our beloved city's best-known landmarks. Please make your year-end tax-deductible donation as a sustainer at $30 a month or more at wabe.org donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. This member drive is just about to wrap up, so we need to hear from you right now. WABE is counting on your support to help us continue to bring you unbiased news coverage and inspiring arts and culture programming. Don't wait. You've been thinking about donating. Now, please do it. Just donate now. It only takes a few minutes Go to wabe.org or call 678-553-9090. 
678-553-9090. Thanks very much. Paintings by the Atlanta-based artist Fahamu Peku are in major museums and private collections on several continents. His entire body of visual, literary, and performance art addresses contemporary representation of black masculinity and its interpretation. Dr. Peku joined me in June not long after the death of George Floyd. To begin, I asked him to read his poem, Broken Open. Broken, broke and hoping, broke in, hoping, broke, end, hoping, bro, kin, hoping, broken, hoping, broken, open, broken, open, break. The message and the meaning within that poem is all the more powerful through your use of wordplay and double entendres, certainly fully evident in your 2016 exhibition, Black Matter Lives, as well as more recent artwork. What has been swirling through your mind and heart? about the protests surrounding the murders of George Floyd, Maude Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and the Black Lives Matter movement? Uh, there's so much that has been going through my mind. I've, like many people, experienced a range of emotions and anxiety, uh, hope, frustration, joy, laughter, uh, you know, it's run the gamut. But ultimately, I'm very, very, very much encouraged in the awakening, I think uh, is probably the most appropriate word, but the awakening that's happening around the country and around the world as a result of these protests, as a result of this uprising. For me, you know, it's, it's been an interesting thing to see. It's, this is a subject that I've been addressing in my work for over 20 years. And to see so many people now responding and reacting and, and you know, seeking to engage is really encouraging. Well, it's heartening to hear you say that. I saw that you put out a Facebook video to white people who want to unite with the cause. What advice have you been giving to those who reach out to you? I think that there are so many people, very well-intentioned, who want to know how they can help or what they can do or what position they can take within this moment. and. You know, there's 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 a sort of double-edged feeling that I have around that. On one hand, it's you know, as I said before, it's encouraging to see so many people waking up to, you know, this reality and 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 seeking to engage. But on another hand, it's equally frustrating because a lot of what 
is playing out now, a lot of what's, you know, sort of taking center stage is not new. This is not anything that people have not been aware of. And the only way that one can really argue an unawareness is by acknowledging their own sort of willful ignorance around the implications of white supremacy and social injustice and racial disparities that impact non-white communities of, of people. And so the questions that I've received from, from really well-intentioned uh, people, you know, around what they should be doing, I've found myself responding more so by asking them in turn, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to admit? What are you willing to accept? What are you willing to change? Um, because I think ultimately the course that one needs to take to really see the dismantling of these systems that pivot us against each other, that disproportionately impact Black and poor people is the work of self-reflection. Like, you know, we all have to take ownership of the ways in which anti-Blackness has colored our lives and inform our thoughts and inform our actions. And it's not enough to just make a donation to one of the many charities. It's not enough to post a statement on your social media page because the work that needs to be done is deep and complex and complicated. And there's no one who can give you a magic pill or a silver bullet that will make this all right. We have to get our hands dirty in this to, to unravel the ways in which anti-Blackness and racism and white supremacy are interwoven into every facet of our lives. And that takes work. Oh, yes. I mean, I think that this makes me wonder about the role of the artist in coming to terms with tragedy. For example, your work, you are constantly socially engaged with your art in the midst of a protest. Where does art fit in? I think art is one of the most powerful vehicles for the types of social change that we are seeking. There's something to be said about the voice of the poet versus the voice of the politician about the voice of the singer versus the voice of the civic leader or whatever you want to call them. There's a way that art can communicate to us and communicate to our interior spaces that mere rhetoric cannot convey. And I think that we have seen that over the course of these types of civil and social justice movements throughout history. You know, when we think about the civil rights movement, for as long as those campaigns were, were, were going on and you had, you know, quite eloquent speakers and, and representatives were behind podiums and pulpits and expressing the frustrations of, of people. But when James Brown started singing, I'm Black and I'm Proud, that connected to people in ways that go far beyond any speech interdisciplinary performance and visual artist Fahamu Peku. To see examples of his work, be sure to check out our website, 
wabe.org slash citylights. You've been listening to City Lights, our daily celebration of Atlanta arts and culture. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., we'll hear about the Alliance Theater's drive-in production of A Christmas Carol, reimagined as a radio play. City Lights producers are Summer Evans and Ryan McFadden. Kevin Rinker is our engineer, and I'm Lois Reitzes. I would love it if you'd follow me on Twitter at L-O-I-S-R-E-I-T-Z-E-S. You can follow us on Facebook as well at W-A-B-E City Lights. Thanks for listening to member-supported 90.1 W-A-B-E. Atlanta's choice for NPR. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.